We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 Valero Texas Open Final Betting Card DraftKings Ownership and Paul struggling behind the camera already. We're off to a hot start on the live show because you know we got the viewer chat coming up a little bit later on. You can flood in your questions right now and you need to be a sub to Mayo Media Network in order to ask your questions right now. So easy enough it's for free so go sub to that right now smash the like while you're here as well and i got some giveaways into the brand new one and done starting at the masters ending at the open championship at fantasygolfchampionships.com you can hit the description you can find the link down into that right now but i got one entry to give away maybe two we'll see i'm gonna try to press to see if i can get two here but all you need to do right now is let's see tambo's here with me by the way what what should people do um, I don't know. Give us, give us your best 6K play this week because I think when we get no, to- no, that's, that's, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. How about you go rate and review the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the newsletter. That's two things you can do for free. Takes under less than a minute and you can potentially win a free entry into the giant one and done. We'll give those away on Monday's show. I think I think that's the route that I want to go here. Okay, I was going to say, or follow me on Twitter. Let's or, go and build mine up. That, and that follow be Tambo. The Next time we'll make it like that, yeah. All right, well, we're doing a master show. That should come out on Saturday. I'll have the first master show out on Friday. And you kind of made a really interesting point before we started that everyone's just kind of punting this week in terms of taking it seriously, that it might be a very good week to try to just go a little bit against the grain. Yeah, I think we're going to go a lot against the grain. It's definitely a week to embrace the variance. I did mention that to you because it's true. Everyone sees the, the contests are already in the lobby. You see there's three Millie Makers. Even if you can't get to the big mega, they're still $100. Very affordable just to take a shot. So people will save for that. And then the $15, of course, is affordable for everyone. So this week, I think we'll see some spread out ownership maybe at the very top. But after that, it'll be a lot of consensus plays with very condensed ownership overall for the entire slate. So when we dig into the DraftKings ownership and we talk about you know, lineup construction, I think 
think there's just very easy guys to get away from if that's the route that you want to go down yeah. this week. Reminder to play in the Listener's League on DraftKings. we got to fill that very soon. I think there's 275 spots remaining. So by the end of the show that I would like that, or if you're listening to the audio podcast, you know, let's go fill that up. It's rake-free, and I've already put in my request for next week for the Masters with a lot of guaranteed money, a lot of guaranteed rake-free money on it, but they won't give it to me if we don't fill this one quick enough. So... We'll just have to go with that. Newsletter coming out tonight where you can get the cheat sheet to everything, but I feel like I should go over my bets for the week because people know need to know who not to pick so they don't <laughs> lose money because I've been losing tons of money betting on golf. It's not a fun spot to be in. No. I, like when you're in a cold streak, it's the worst. It's hard to break out of. It's golf. It's tough to find winners. And then you get the heartbreaks if you're on Davis Riley and then Burns just steals it away or little things like that as you go along. Last week, everyone with the Kisner money. How did that end? Not so well. Scheffler does it again. So it's definitely tougher to find your way, but it's always good when you do. So I am going with, I mean, you're not repping him, but it looks like you're repping him. I'm taking <laughs> Bryson at 28. I don't know where he's at at all. He could be absolutely terrible this week. But I went and looked at his master's number, and I know there are different master's numbers out there, but there's still certain books that have him at 22 to 1, 25 to 1 to win the master's. But I could bet him at 28 this week against this field. Why, would I, why wouldn't I do that? Yeah, you got to bet Chris Kirk at 30 to 1 instead, Pat, right? <laughs> it's like you said, it's interesting when you go look at that. I think that's a, definitely a sharp way to look at the betting numbers. Like if he's in that field, tough of a course, that many good players, strength of field at that number, and you can just get him for the same or better number here, it's worth it for value. We're all about the slancy bucks and getting in on the closing line value. And I've got some of those as well, oh, but I think that's where it's at. I got so much closing line value this yes. week. I've already won. Yeah. Because these numbers just basically don't exist anymore. Uh, Bryson, you can still find it 28. I have Woodland at 40, Finau at 50, Kirk at 50. He opened at 60. I got the 60. I was he, just going to say that. Say he's down to 25 in some yeah. spots now. And then I think my single favorite bet of the week, which I, I still can't understand, and this is down to 55 or 60 in some spots now, Luke List, 80 to 1 with the top five. I, I don't understand how, listen, I love Woodland. I bet Woodland at 40. He's down to like 30 in the market. How is Gary Woodland 30 to 1? And Luke List, 80 to 1. What, what am I missing? Where's the gap there? I know he's not putting. I know he hasn't been as good since he won at Torrey Pines. But any number that you run is going to show Luke List way better than Gary Woodland. Yeah, all the stats are going to show it. I think, I don't know if it's because it's you know major champion Gary Woodland, but that's a little while ago now. We haven't been talking about that. I know the two top fives lately, and we'll get into them when we get into the DraftKings plays. But it's like you said, there was a lot of numbers out there. You were the first I saw on Twitter to pick up on the Luke List one. You had him at 80. Uh, that's gone. But like, you know, Kirk I had with you. I had Vegas. Uh, Patton Kazire was 75, has now dropped down. I like him. And then Steele was 100. Uh, and I know it's going to be a conversation. I feel good about having the bet. Not so much how we're going to do it in DFS this week, but uh, at 7,600, he looks to be a little bit popular. But those are some of the guys that I got. And like you said, a lot of those numbers went quickly. Uh, the long shots that I went with this week, uh, Glover opened at like 75, and he's now at 125 to one. So I took the 125 to one. On the glove with the top five, Smother Man, 225 to one with the top five. And then everyone's favorite $6,100 golfer this week, Paul Belgeon, 500 to one with the top five. I'm in on that. I also played a top 40 on Barjon at three and a half to one. And I think the biggest one this week, because I believe the one thing that everyone is scared of is Rory beats everyone by 10 strokes at this course. So I played Rory to win this week, parlayed with Rory to win next week at 134 to one. 
Career Grand Slam, 134 to 1. I do agree with the first part. I don't know if both will happen there. I think it's more of a, he wins this week by 10 strokes and then disappears next week after everyone hops on for the Career Grand Slam. And maybe we can get some other guys lower own next week. Like you said, Master Show coming up recording this Friday out on Saturday likely. So that'll be good to talk about that then. He's at 10K there. Uh, first round leaders. I, I think I'm going to do this week first round leader, next week first round leader. If I can't hit anyone, I think I might just stop playing first round leaders because <laughs> this has become like an extra money suck because I just haven't been hitting. Even the each ways that I'm getting turn out to be like split each ways. I, I what was it? Was it Valspar or was it the week before? I think it was Valspar. Like Danny Lee was like on fire. Hickok was on fire to start. Hickok didn't even end up inside the top five. Right. Lee was in second all day and then guys late all passed him. So he had to chop fifth place like eight other people. I think it, like, it returned less than I actually bet on him by the time it all got chopped. So that sucked. But, you know, I'm still doing it for this week. Glover at 90, Hostler at 90, and these are all with the top five. Uh, one at certain site with 365 in the numbers offering up Charlie Hoffman at 100 to 1 to be first round leader. So I took that. Smotherman, 110. Barjan and McGreevy, 160 to 1. I went with Woodland as my one and done in the small one uh, against Jeff and Cust. Jeff took Connors, Cust took Kirk. Very poor sign for Chris Kirk. Yeah. That cust is on him. It's not looking good. And when we get to that range, there's a lot of guys for DraftKings that you can play too. But just from even a betting perspective, it just seems odd. Like you said earlier, 60 to 1, I got him. You got him at 50. Feels great to see him at the number he's at now, but it doesn't seem as much like he's going to be the guy that's going to come through for us. For like the giant one and dones, Bryson and Hideki have to be the two best one and done options, I think. For like, no one's going to use them. When you get into a circumstance where you have these elite players in a weak field where you can still listen, if you win, it's like 1.4 million. Yeah. It's not like winning the players or winning the match play, but it's still a valuable chunk of change. Those two are going to be by far the lowest owned because people will take Connors and Woodland and Kirk and those sorts of guys, or maybe even burn Rory if they haven't already. But it feels like those two guys, because of the question marks, are just going to go wildly under-owned in that format. And who knows? Like, that format is a complete... The one thing I've really learned about One and Done is that it's more game theory than anything else. Oh, big time. Yeah, you mentioned it. I didn't actually look before. I should have. I apologize. You know, Rory's ownership right now in that because uh, I know a lot used him at API and had him in other places. But, like, using a guy... We have we did this with him after he failed everyone when they used him and then played him the next week. Wasn't the best, but you got something out of it. I think Bryson is a good example of that here where, like you said, like, people are not going to use Bryson right now. They just saw Richard Bland beat up on him and there's no way he can be good, but there is a possibility that he shows up. So if you want some hedge equity, if you're not going to use him on DraftKings or you're not going to bet him at the big number, I think that's fine. A, a way that you can go as well, using him in one done. Only 64% of people in the race for the Mayo Cup can take Rory. Only 59% can use Hideki. Coming off an injury, coming on him fucking over everyone at the players. Like, no one's using Hideki. No one's using Hideki, but that's interesting on the Rory number is, like I said, that's the other game theory point to it is if people are going to save him because he always shows up at the Masters, he needs the career grand slam, can I use him there? It'd be interesting to go against the grain here, kind of the same situation you talked about with Bryson earlier, where if he shows up a week early and does his job now, he skipped the match, but we'll get into it when we go through Rory at the top. Let's talk about the weather just a little bit. I am using the Windfinder San Antonio International Airport. That one seems to be the closest yep. to the Oaks course in San Antonio. Nothing too much, really. Like, Friday looks bad, but it kind of looks bad across the board. Like, it seems to be, like, constant lower winds earlier in the day with gusts over 20. And it's, like, 8 miles per hour consistently, 12 miles per hour consistently, gusts up to 20. And then later on in the day, it's, like... Wind is 16 constant, but gusts only up to 19. And depending on who you talk to as it pertains to the wind is that players would prefer that if it's like, if gusts are going to be like 20 anyway, that they would just rather it be 20 
all the time. Yeah. Not be like calm over here, but blowing 20 over there. So I don't really know. It doesn't seem to like be a huge discrepancy between the AM and PM. That could be wrong. That could most definitely open up. And maybe you do want to hedge against that, but I don't see anything that is particularly like up and down. It does seem like it's going to be 55 degrees Fahrenheit in the morning on Friday though. It doesn't seem very warm. Yeah. It's pretty standard Texas weather to your point. I think that's a good thing. But one thing, you know, we, we took some heat last time. So we did the player show. We were right on Hideki's neck. We got that. So we <laughs> saved some people there, but on the other side of it, the PMAM was quite off. And it, look, I said it on Twitter that week. I, I posted out to people to know, like when you're in Texas, Florida, anywhere we've got these high winds, I don't think it's ever a bad idea to play some wave stacks. It's just, you, you have to have both. You don't want to just play commit and go all in on one. So I wouldn't hate if you wanted to play a little bit here, but I don't see nothing that shows up enough for me to be all over it this week i locked out at the players when i made my lineups because i made the 50 lineups that i had the 15 that were dedicated to the win stack that we talked about yep. and i didn't restack the other way but just the rest of my picks happened to be in the other <laughs> side of the stack so i was able to squeeze a few six to sixes through and if you had a six to six of the players oh, you're this year you were in the money yeah but you were good to go not so much yet what was it i mean I had, a, I had a couple of five of six teams last week at the match play getting out of the group stage. They were all O of six teams by the time the next round came along. Oh, that was the worst. I had, <laughs> I had the first day, my main lineup went six for six and O. Oh. I was like, oh, this is going to be a great week. I'm, you know, it's too early to care, but it did not end up that way in the end. That's for sure. We have not spoken since you won like 100K. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that was a good week. Uh, it carried on. I said on my Twitter that week that it was, a, it was the Big T house was just on fire that week. We were down there for the Rumpier Sports Party, of course. And then last week he goes and wins uh, like 20K more than I won, plus two more seats and everything. So it continues on. I'm going to move to his basketball slab out back, I think. How, how, well, how many seats did you win that week? One or two? Two. Two. Yeah, so, we were, that's where we were sweating. So the final, this is the coolest part we should have filmed, but that final hole where Burns, like Davis Riley, I love the guy, but he just takes forever over his shots. Burns walks up, hits the putt. And so he almost made the first playoff hole. The second playoff hole, and what we were sweating was 20,000 extra dollars and another Fantasy Golf World Championship seat. I'd already booked the rest, 40K and the other. So I wanted both of them. And when he walked up and made the second one, and it just <laughs> went around the back and in, the whole place exploded. There was like 12, 15 people there. It was a good time. So it's funny, like when you look at your DraftKings winnings, I saw you take the screenshot out. How like you win 100,000, but you didn't really win 100,000. No. So the, you won two seats into which are worth like 17 grand 17 a piece. Each. So is that a floor when you go there? No. So the floor, so it's a 300 person online event that converts to a round two with 150 online. And then the final 40 go live to be determined event at the live final that they're going to host. Uh, they forgot there's not an event in New Jersey this year, but <laughs> here nor there, but they are worth 4,000 minimum each. So I want about 68,000 profit on the week based on the numbers. If you go see the screenshot pinned up on my Twitter and the, the value is 17,000 is based on the 5 million divided over the seats that are out there because they know it's going to fluctuate. Obviously, someone in the end is going to be the eventual $1 million winner. Hopefully, it's you. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, it's me, but I have my doubts that I'm going to qualify. <laughs> I've had, I mean, last week was bad for me. Valspar was bad for me. Players was really good for me. And then before that, I'd come second in a qualifier, third in a qualifier. feel like I missed my shot. It's, no, it's the way it goes. When I, I, I missed it. I, I, I swung and I missed. There's 250, almost 250 seats still remaining, and you can win a lot more. So I would still get after it. There's $5 one this week. There's a $10 one this week. I've like, been playing in the 125. Yeah, well, even better. Better odds. It's going to happen. Yeah, it just I wanted to condense the field as much as I could. This might be your week, and I think because we talked pre-show about yes. some of the guys yes. you're on and some you're willing to be off. Like I said, the lazy approach, it's out there this week. So if you can find your way through that, I think you could find your way to a seat. So looking at the DraftKings ownership right now, Rory is going to be the highest owned guy. I agree with that. I'm going to be playing Rory as well. 
Now, yeah. that means you need to get creative, I think. I mean, maybe you don't. Maybe the winning lineup is going to be Rory, Woodland, Kirk. God, Barjan. Barjan. No, <laughs> probably not Barjan. No. Kazire. I, those guys probably don't all fit with Rory. But we kind of talked through the two most common lineups that it's going to be like Rory, one of those 9K guys, Kazire. That's going to be a starting three. Yep. Or it's going to be Connors, Woodland, Kirk. Yeah, the second one is just hilarious to me because I think people are thinking they're sneaky or cute by all. I'm going to fade the whole top. Well, lots of people are already willing to do that. And only, let's say, Rory still is the most popular, what, 23%? Something like that. You know, 75% of the tournament is not playing him. So then you move more into those three 9K guys. And I think everyone's like, oh, if everyone's going to play these two, I'm going to play all three together. No, everyone is doing that as well. So again, not to the extremes. We're not just saying it's going to be crazy, but the idea that you think you're sneaky doing it, you're not. That's what we're trying to say. Yeah, the sneakier way to do it was, the one that we kind of agreed on which yeah. is kind of crazy because looking at the ownership i'm kind of stunned at where some of these guys are coming in right now but rory vegas list as a start it leaves you with very little left over but that's where barjon and peter uline and those type of guys come in do you guys i like this week like if you're gonna get crazy like that list and vegas are going to be wildly under owned just because of the 9k guys like you just yeah. can't afford them we, we did this. We talked about this a few shows back. I forget which tournament it was, but Billy Horschel was 8,900 that week. And you and I were both like, he's a great play. He, when he gets streaky, you know, when he gets hot, he goes streaky. He's a good play. No one can play him because they're going up top or they're stuck in this 9K range and they just can't get to him. He came in, I believe, at like 7% that, that week, had a wonderful week and did what he needed at 8,900. It's the same thing here. And it's not just those guys. We per personally like Vegas and List, but there's Hadwin, there's Streelman, there's Davis Riley. Like these guys are really not that much different, but I understand understand why people are putting the guys in the 9k range on a pedestal but you can also knock them off that like Corey Connors looks to be very popular this week and again people might think they're sneaky I'm going to start my lineups with Connors and just skip the 10k range but Connors played a lot of golf and look you could say he came third in the match play that was a $167,000 and 60 FedEx Cup point absolute gift from <laughs> Dustin Johnson he was like pissed off that it took Corey that long to accept it he's like just take this match and let me get out of here please <laughs> and eventually he did so you know I don't know what you're doing in there but I like some of the other guys even within the 9k range and that's where I think you could still get different this week as well so it does look like Connors Kirk Woodland Rory Kazire those five guys sure. I think are going to be not necessarily heads and tails above everyone else but those are the consensus five guys that everyone kind of likes this week yeah. once you start going down the board a little bit like Steele is someone who seems to be garnering a lot of ownership right now you had mentioned Gim I have my doubts it's gonna be Gim right. he'll be like eight he's not gonna be 16 where Steele could be 16 potentially just based on how all of these lineups end up working yeah like if people are be say like oh I don't want to take Kazire I'll save four hundred dollars and I'll go to Steele uh, Neesmith down at the bottom, JJ Spawn in the sixes. Even Smotherman is getting a little bit of buzz as well. Not like Spawn and Smotherman aren't enough to get me off of them. Uh, yeah, I don't actually see many of them. Like, Steel's the only one kind of, like, you said it, but, like, if it, like Gim is 9 and Steel's 11. Like, I just never care about that stuff yeah. anyway. And it's like you said, because there's a storyline to be told, like, well, you haven't even got to, like, the Coochers, Fowlers, Polters of the world with the Master's motivation. I don't get you. You know me. I don't give a shit about that stuff. Right. I'm saying, but others do, which will lead to 5% here, a little 6% nugget there. Like, it, people are going to disperse in this range. The five you mentioned off the top are by far the ones that you want to avoid putting together in lineups, especially in these large field ones if you want to actually try and ship the thing. So let's try to figure out if there's guys that we want, because I'm only going to play like 50 lineups. So there's guys that I'm just going to outright fade from that group. I have money on Chris Kirk and Gary Woodland to win this tournament. 
So I can probably not play Kirk. I feel good about not playing Kirk. If he wins, listen, I win. That's great news. Yeah. But I don't know. I get 20% Kirk at 94 when I could play Siwoo for $200 more. I could play Finau for $300 less. I think I'll do it. Finau is going to end up being higher owned than early projections may yeah. have said. Because everyone's now been like, oh, man, Tony Finau is pretty low, pretty low owned. Maybe I'll use him and be sneaky. It's like, no, he's going to be like 15% owned. <laughs> he's another one. Exactly. He made eight birdies against Xander Schauffele. You got to have him, right? You know, I, I see it too. Uh, I like a few of the other guys in there, actually. I like the Siwoo call that you had there. Uh, but Mav. Matt McNeely, I believe the number is, and it's just another thing I don't care that much about, but just to point it out, I think he's actually like the closest ranked guy that didn't get in on OWGR ranking, was the only guy, I believe, in match play that went 2-0-1, and then unfortunately lost in that playoff and did not move on. Still scored a ton of DraftKings points, but uh, there's that. And then Keegan Bradley is squeezed out as well. He's right below there. He pops for me on everything, like recent form, stats, and I think it's two of his last three plus the match play based on the sort of scattered stats you get there, where he's actually gained with the puck. And after he lost to Spieth, a lot of emotion. A lot of emotion coming out of one Keegan Bradley. So we'll see what he can do here this week. But at 9,200, he sort of squeezed there. Probably get some low ownership on him as well. There is one guy no one's going to own this week. And he's $9,000. And I'm not going to play him either. No. But like, is any, who, what case can you make for Jason Day right now outside of he needs to win to get into the Masters? I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, I really don't know any other, and I, you you nailed it, but I would just, again, I'm personally feeling way better about going to the guys below him, right? We did, we're going to go there, but like Hadwin, Streelman, Vegas List, who we both like, and then even Davis Riley, those to me are all better plays that I think have not only the, the ability to get through the cut, but have upside thereafter. If you rate and review the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast on Apple Podcasts right now, or even Spotify, if you can figure out how to do that, I don't know how to do it, so... I do it on Apple Podcasts. Makes sense for me. Uh, you'll get into a draw for the one and done, or you can subscribe to the newsletter. You can share that stuff around too. That's Listen, you know, I'll do a random draw, but if I see people doing like some extra effort to help out the publicity of both this show and the newsletter, everything like that, don't think that you're not getting extra weight in these random draws, all right? I'll pull out a name and I'll, I'll take a look and see what you've actually... It's like uh, the, there's the thing like uh, they give me the free tickets for the Millionaire Maker. Yep. It's like you need to retweet and follow the PME. And like I'll go... Th- I don't necessarily go through it. They send me the names. I'll click on if it's like, oh, they don't even follow me. Like, this person can't win. They just they want to win the prize, the Pat. They just want the prize. Listen, I get that people just want the prize, but you can at least fake it for like fake, 24 yeah. hours. You should be. You're not going to get the pick. It's random, but trust me. You still, not, have, to, you still have to meet the criteria of what you're supposed to do yeah. for all of this as well. Charlie Hoffman, 8200 bucks. No one's using him. Yeah. Like 5 6%. If this was, as Paul kind of pointed out before, like we were talking about his lineups earlier... That if this was even last year and he was $9,200, he would have been 25% owned. Yeah, it's the crossroads. We've, we've made it to the crossroads. It's the recent form versus the course history battle. Guy has some incredible course history here. I, I can't remember where I saw it, but it's like up there and rivals like even with like Rom at Torrey Pines, like Rory at Quail Hollow. Like these are, this is some serious numbers for Charlie Hoffman. Those right? are some serious numbers for Charlie Hoffman right there. <laughs> Past 24 rounds, bad ones, uh, yeah. 122nd tee to green, 128th in ball striking. Short game, 97th. That's his best number yeah. of anything in this field. But past 10 years, a first three seconds and a third. Oh, it's incredible. I, I I don't get it. Like I just I'm not a professional golfer, but I know if I play if I'm playing like shit, it doesn't matter if I go to my best course that I'm good at, <laughs> even as an amateur, I still don't just show up there somehow and yet he continues to do it here. Do you have any bombs from like the six Ks that you like? 
Um, I wanted to ask you about that because, uh, you know, the Barjan thing got blown up. Like, people are talking about him because he's 500 to 1. I know it was 2020 and he came second at both the courses, the you know, the canyons and the oak and whatever. But the point is more, uh, he's 6,100. Like, that's why. But if you go down, like, Peter Uline. I like Uline. Was a late ad. And so this is, again, I'm not going to be crazy with this, but he was a late ad. So they kind of just took the lazy approach, threw him in at the stone minimum price. Guy was literally in a playoff two weeks ago. And I know it's a Corn Ferry Tour event, but a lot of the guys in this field are from the Corn Ferry Tour or made their way up from the Corn Ferry Tour and he's at 6,000 straight at the bottom and then another guy I was going to compare him to just to get your take on it but uh, Aaron Baddeley no. So, well, well, I've heard people talk up Aaron Badley. Unfortunately, this isn't 2007. He's going to be 2% or 1%. It's so not So are all that. these guys, though. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Uh, Andrew Landry withdrew, by the way. So you can't use him. You can't use him. Former winner. But the Badley thing is interesting. Eight for eight made cuts here. Some pretty solid results. If you're talking about a mini Charlie Hoffman, yet this guy just Monday queued over a pretty tough field to get in. Like, I'm just saying the point is he's 6,000, has really good history here. Eight for eight made cuts, and he's the stone minimum. When most are going to play a Uline, a Guido, or a Barjan. Not most in the overall. They're going to be one to two percent. But if, if people are going down here, Baddeley's going to be the last guy they think of. So here's the thing: his past three starts at this course was 2017, 2018, 2019, and he gained 8.4 strokes on approach one of the years, 3.8 in 2018, 4.3 in t- the in 2019. The last time he gained that many strokes anywhere was actually at the Byron Nelson last year, and he missed the cut. Before that, it was this tournament in 2019. Yeah. So it's been three years since he's been that decent with his irons. So if he's going to make the cut, it's going to be chipping. It's going to be putting. I don't want to rely on that. I think that's what he does, though. Pretty pretty sure that's what you've seen guys do. Even the other, like, people talk about in general, like Aussies in Ch- general. Chipping, yes. Putting, that can come and go. It can come and go. 6,000, I just mean, I, uh, here's the thing. Here's my thought process. Is maybe we just skip all these guys and start at, like, 6,500 and up. Like, uh, you know, Tyler Duncan or Vincent Whaley or something. Like, aren't they the same guys but better playing more golf, more recent, if you even need to go there? Then Barjan and Uline or then Badly? Then any of those six to $6,300 guys where people that are using Rory are trying to use that to then jam in most likely the chalk plays that we talked about avoiding in those Rory lineups. But we already have a different approach where if we go Rory Vegas list, you can easily start jamming in just 7K guys. And if you need a 6K guy, maybe you can stay up near the top of that 6K range and not even have to go down there. I don't know how big of a difference there is between the 60, like Luke Donald, 6,500 bucks. Yeah. He should be 6,000. Is he popping for you? He's popping everywhere. He pops everywhere because he's first in approach, no matter where you look, but he can't do anything else. He is somehow the, everything that we want from a player. For someone that we used to consider to be a really good putter. For sure. He can't putt. Yeah. That's so we, been the issue for a lot of guys. Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, guys that we used to say are just these great putters. Ricky has other issues we'll get to, but you, you understand where I'm coming from. And then the other thing I saw was Justin Ray post about that 50 to 125 range. And you go look on the tour, even this season, and Luke Donald really crushes in that frame as well. So it's, it is interesting, but again, I just, do you need to get here? Like if this guy makes the cut for everyone just assumes when one of these guys makes the cut, your lineup is golden and you just get the magic ticket at the top. It's just not true. Your guy has to come through and get top 20 or better probably to even have any relevance. Most likely. So top 15 past 24 rounds, 100 to 125 yards. Ben Coles yeah. is number one. I think that's how you pronounce his yeah, last name. Yeah, played well in I Corrales. could be wrong. I could be wrong about that. That could be how not to pronounce his last name. That's how kind of irrelevant I'd he is. I'd go with Coles, but he's irrelevant, like you said. Malnati's 6,200. At least he has, like, some form from time to time. Woodland, Merritt, Connors are the next three. Lonto, who everyone is now officially off mm-hmm. at $7,500. He's still up there. Spieth, Davis, Riley, Luke Donald, Camillo Vajegas, 
Uline, Keegan, Kucher, Johnny, uh, and <laughs> Hank Lebiota. Yeah, Lebiota's another guy. Just I'm, I'm starting to think about it more. Like I said, just looking at that, I think everyone wants to make these 6K guys a thing and work. And for me, it's like, I just don't even know if they're going to give you... The, again, it's worth the try if you're playing 150 lineups and want to mix in some of them. I like Uline. That's where I'll stand. I just think he's playing the best right now. We just saw it two weeks ago. It's not some 2020 Corn Ferry Tour stat. It's two weeks ago. He almost won a Corn Ferry Tour event. He has talent. He has upside if he gets through the cut to give you a top 25. And I think that could make the difference. Uh, McGreevy is the other one at 62 that I do like. He he had played in this tournament when we went back and looked at it. I think he was 16th that year. But to look at him from 100 to 125, he's 18th from 125 to 150s first yeah. in proximity. Now, the rest of his game is absolute trash, but whatever. Maximilian, he's a, he's a good golfer for sure. It's just like you said, it's you're, you're taking a flyer. I just looked, Rory Vegas list, 7,200 and change average left over for three guys. Yeah, but that means then I can uh, I can use Peter Uline at the mid, and then I can go back up and get Chuck Hoffman. Yeah, you can get a lot of guys <laughs> that way for sure. But but I think, again, we're already different enough that then I wouldn't hate it. And it's something like a main lineup. I might do that, a Rory Uline, and just get different in the middle. But for you know all intense purposes, like looking at these guys in the bottom 7K range, there's so many guys that you could play. There is a prevailing narrative here that, I mean, I'm probably at fault of propagating as well, <laughs> but the bomber narrative at this course, despite the fact that when you go and look at the past leaderboards, you're going to see a lot of short hitting players who are really good in this wedge range. A lot of that has to do with the par fives being three shot par fives, except for one of them. And even that one's very difficult to make eagle on, but you can get there in two. So maybe that takes away the advantage a lot of the bombers do have, especially if they're not good with their wedges. I would somewhat contend that the best players in the world tend to be the bombers, right? Yes. Well, it's just always easier to hit from when you're close. By and large. Yeah. And those guys typically do not show up to this event. So when you have guys like Kucher who are in form or Connors or who are, who are in form coming in, shorter hitter, more accurate players, great wedge players, they're going to be better than Trey Mullenix and Seth Reeves and those type of guys. Like They're just better players. But I do feel like we have a collection of good bombers at this course this year. And maybe I'm reading that wrong. No, I don't think you are at all. And the scores have shown, even like the last three years, we've had a little bit lower scores than what the previous was. And obviously wind and weather and things come into factor as well, maybe having to club down. But like you said, when the best players in the world that can bomb the ball don't show up, you end up having guys that just hit their fairways, hit their layup because these par fives aren't easy to reach into. And then they get on the green and make their putts. Here, though, like you said, I think not just better bombers, but I've been talking about this all season long, the better talent that's up and coming, they do play. So the Corn Ferry Tour talent right now, the the Rileys, the Smothermans, the uh, Taylor Moores, Chad Ramey just won last week to get the job done in Crowley. like things like that. These guys are better players that have talent levels that will eventually get to some of these. But some of them will be big names on tour, like the Schefflers that we're seeing. But now they're at these events because this is where they make their hay and, and get their points for the season and build up. So I, I don't disagree with you at all. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, the ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internets. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. 
You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even your devices like Fire Stick, while you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible, get this, 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you got to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash Mayo and use promotional code Mayo to claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash Mayo. Let's get to the chat. Let's do it. think it's time to do it. Remember, if you want to leave a question in the chat, you got to be subbed to Mayo Media Network. And you know what? You should probably hit the smash the like button as well while we're doing this right now. If you're listening to the audio version, of course, go rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and that will get you into a draw for a one-and-done ticket starting at the Masters. The Listener's League is down there right now as well. So there's a ton going on. Help support the show by doing all those things. Newsletter coming out tonight with all of this information condensed into one spot. And Tambo's Twitter thread about like the best 15 news and notes of the week is, I love it. I just go through it. I keep reading it over. It's great. Yeah, I think it's good. I think you always, I say this all the time, but you did it for people like me up and coming, trying to just put their stuff out there. There's a lot of great content. It's hard for people to spend their entire week going through it all. I try and take the mo- the 15 top pieces that interest me and put my own little spin on them and then throw them out there. And people have loved it so far. So it's been great. Zach Jeffers has the first question in the chat. Was intrigued by Si Wu in 2019 performance where he led by four after 36. I remember I had Si Wu money that week. <laughs> As the Si Wu whisper, what say ye on his potential this week? Nearly got out of his group. I like him. I'm not betting him to win, but I'm most definitely using him on DraftKings. As the pivot play at $9,600. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, he's the Corey Connors pivot for sure. He's right underneath him. And then above Kirk and all those guys as well. But I think, like you said, the match play is more intriguing. Not just because he didn't get out, but like he played pretty good. And that's all we want to see is a bit of a little bit of a little bit of shine coming into this event. I think he can play well here. You know I'm gonna bet him at the Masters. Yes. He's I, good at Augusta. It's all coming up. Isn't it what's after the Masters? RBC Heritage? Yeah. Yeah, you can get a we're in Siwoo swing season. Yes. Right now. Hopefully he doesn't break his putter again this year <laughs> and have to putt with his five wood, because yeah. that did not turn out well. Didn't it for go him. better for him for a, a couple holes and then it went downhill from there? For like a hole. Yeah, it turned like, out. Oh, he's be, better. <laughs> I think it was on number 15 where he broke it, like threw it into the water or something. It's yeah. kind of that's why I like Siwoo. Yeah. Let's see here. Is this one of those courses where wind will play a factor regardless of what the weather report says? I feel like yes. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Again, <laughs> I, I am playing under 50 lineups. I am definitely building weather stacks just for some. Because like I said, anytime you're in Texas, the weather can change on a dime. Can you both give your favorite plays from 7,200 to 7,800 on DraftKings for GPPs? Just trying to see who I used in that range. I, I'm, I may have been talked out of steel a little bit. But I like Glover at $7,400. I just really like Glover at this course. And he's the opposite of what I talked about. Like, he is a fairways, wedges type of guy. Can he make putts? That's to be seen. Yeah. But he's had success at this course in the past because that's what he does. And he's 7400 I thought that was low. Like, even putting Kazire over him. Like, I think he's a better player than Kazire. Obviously, Kazire has this narrative going through Texas last year was absolutely unstoppable. I don't see a reason for that to change. But that just could be a massive outlier as well. 
Yeah, and his DraftKings scoring, he's definitely been one of those guys that just completely outscores his number. So it does. If he if he comes fortieth, he probably could score in the top twenty five. I, I kind of like uh, Denny McCarthy at seventy five hundred. I like your Lanto take. He's at the same price right there, but I think both of those two are interesting. And then uh, Sahith Gallup. That's that's the one that I was coming back. Seventy eight hundred. He's the other guy that I think is pretty interesting yeah, for tournaments. T- Tigala at seventy eight and Bobby Mack at seventy nine. There's a chance McIntyre's like two percent owned. Yeah, and yeah. I, which I don't get because he's what like the fifty second best player in the world or something yeah and if he dominates at majors like he can't he like i think it was he like top 12 at every it was something insane he was like a big he was like a scheffler style big game hunter at the majors he just doesn't come out enough and now again 7900 i think he'll go completely overlooked and it was nice to see that he actually got some run last week too because he hadn't played since riviera because he couldn't get into the players they didn't invite him to play at api they didn't invite him to play at the honda so he was just off sucks he's losing invites he's actually a really good player like i'm getting he's gonna find his way out there i'm just saying he's in that weird spot in the world rank where it would be more advantageous for him to be like a worse player still playing in Europe and being ranked 130th in the world rather than being trying to come over here, use sponsors exemptions because guys like, I don't know, Ricky Fowler have to be invited to every (laughs) tournament despite the fact they shouldn't be in the tournament. He's here. Of course he's here. He's he's everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. If you can invite Ricky Fowler to a tournament, he's being invited. He wasn't invited to play with Tiger, JT, and Charlie at the practice round yesterday. So maybe he's feeling a little bit off of that. He wants to get back and punch his ticket. 7,700, speaking of that range. Who's going to play in the in the Masters first? Charlie Woods or Charlie Hoffman? <laughs> Probably Charlie Hoffman again, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I thought you were going to say or Ricky Fowler because that <laughs> might be a better bet. That'd be a tough one. That's like even money right yeah, now. Yeah, I got to think, yeah. Uh, who are your fave guys? $6,700 as a last man in in a single entry contest. I think Spawn will be the answer this week. I think he rates out the best. Uh, he's 19th over the past... Smotherman's eighth and Spawn is ninth over the past 24 rounds and the key numbers that I looked at. Yeah. And I think that people are on Spawn as well. So that makes probably the most sense to me. I, I personally like him the best for everything that rates out for me. I think people are looking at Doc as well a little bit this week. They're back on the Redmond train. Just a little bit. They want it. In they, the range. They, people just want Redmond to be back. They want him to work. Exactly. But people will talk about him more than actually click the button. But I'm just saying he's another guy there. Same as Spawn. He won't get enough ownership to matter. Six or 7% probably. For dart throws this week, do you favor experience showing flashes, Stenson and Walker? I don't know if we're no. seeing flashes from Stenson. Uh, middle guys trying to recapture something like Chapel and Sung you'll know, or young studs like Hodges or Smotherman. I'd probably go with the young guys. Young guys have been dominating on tour this year. Yeah, I, I have a little, uh, you know, uh, I yeah, like you're gonna you're gonna play Kucher and you're gonna play Poulter and you're gonna play Westwood. I, li- and, I like and Poulter. Ricky. I like Chapel in his question there or their question that they made. I do like a little bit of a soft spot for Chapel. A lot of putter, but he did have that Sunday 66 coming into this week. Former winner here. He actually buried me that year that he wanted here. I like needed him to miss that putt for a lot of money and it cost me. But I'll still go back to him. But uh, no love for uh, Jimmy Walker, Texas Ranger for me. He is good in Texas, but don't think I can go there. Yeah, I had a second in this event, first in this event. And yeah. then, I mean, he also won a PGA championship less than five years ago, too. People forget that. Char- cheap Charlie Hoffman, if you want to call him that. Well, I guess- Texas, not quite printing paychecks like, like Hoffman does here in the past, but still. I guess it was six years ago he won the PGA championship. Oh, you got a better memory than me for that, but I remember when he won it. I just don't remember what year that was. Because I think he's still in all the majors. And this would be like the last year that he's in all the majors. <laughs> yeah. Woodland, 30 to 1, looks mighty tasty. More to lock or too good to be true? I mean, it's Woodland. Probably too good to be true. I bet, I bet it. When's the last time you won a tournament? <laughs> U.S. Open. Correct. So how many events since then? 
More than 30. In his, Mortal lock? No. In his defense, he was injured. He was for injured. That's right. Yeah. Just, I don't think he's, de- he's definitely not a mortal lock. To no. Me. Does Lahiri's game match up well for the scores? Does his recent finish at the players make him a sneaky play? I just don't think that people are going to go back to Lahiri. He was fifth here a year ago. They're not going to go back to him. No. So or, if you, if you I'm want, not going back. Are I'm you? not playing him. No, I, I wasn't on him, and I'm not, so I'm not going back to him. That's for sure. Please ban someone. This sure. is a question. Yeah, because they put a question mark after it. Sneaky. Oh. Maybe I'll ban you. No, I, I kind of like that. They they were sharp. Put the question mark after because they knew you were going to say that. Uh, Pat, the addition of Tambo has made this show awesome. Well, that's great news. What wind tower are you using for Windfinder? The San Antonio International Airport. It's not super close to the course, but it's the one that's the closest. Yeah. And it's a... Build weather stacks if you want. If not, don't worry about weather. That's what I would look at. Any love for Svensson this week? I'm off Svensson. I'm not, actually. I, we didn't talk about him, but I'm glad someone brought that up. I, I just think it's really interesting. Like, the guy does what we always expect. He puts it to 10 feet, misses the... You know, he, he puts he's five like Luke, of his He's last, like Luke List. A cheap version of Luke List. And one thing that stood out to me, though, was the caddy thing. I mentioned this with Kenny on the Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast. Uh, he had Ted Scott on his bag, which is now on Scotty Scheffler's bag, was on Bubba Watson's bag. Like, these caddies, and now Tim Tucker, which is Bryson's former caddy, goes to Svensson's bag. He's talented. They know this. It's He's capable of shipping a tournament and them collecting six figures off the back of riding the bag. But will he show up this week? I don't know, but I'm always going to play him at 6,800. He could be like the new age, cheap Corey Connors. All right, I'm going to throw him into the mix. Yeah. Support Canada as well. Gotta support Canada. With Adam Svensson. Where's he from in Canada? I'm guessing Ontario or British Columbia. Yeah, those are like your two options. It's like who it's going to be, yeah. He is from... He lives in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. That's good to know. Probably why he was good at the Honda Classic. Yeah. No idea. I would assume like Surrey, BC. So yeah, I mean, I'm... As someone who lived in Ontario for a long time, I'm still more prone to support someone from British Columbia. Where's Hadwin from? Somewhere in BC. I thought he was Surrey as well. Maybe Kelowna. I don't know. Not to put you through it. I just thought, I think they're they're BC boys, if you will. And maybe Hubbard, too. I, I... Hadwin's from Saskatchewan. Oh, okay. From Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Okay. I think Dillette's from Saskatchewan, too. Yeah, I, I believe that is correct. Weird. Yeah. Didn't uh, didn't realize the golf scene was just banging in Saskatchewan. <laughs> not on the East Coast. So, uh, no, we don't, have, we don't have anyone. Anyone Ontario ever. and beyond. Central and beyond. Let's see here. Am I a sucker for wanting to play Ricky? No. I'm wearing the Ricky gear today. You said it off the top. This is uh, Militia. Puma gear, not for Bryson supporting that, but for for Ricky having to get the job done. Hearing the story of Tiger, his buddy JT, and Charlie out on the practice round, only one way to get in, go full Ian Poulter 2018, ship this event, an event in Texas, and then get into the Masters the next week. Tell me what outrights to hammer, Pat. I already did that. And which bombs do you like? I already did that. (laughs) We, we went through it, and the numbers that we mostly got are at the top of the week, so it's hard to get them now. But you mentioned the Bryson one. Give it a shot. Give the, it a swirl. Well, that's fine. The next not question says, Bryson, really? No way. Don't believe that's a question, asshole. Fucking banned for life. See ya. Never come back. Thanks for, thanks for coming out. Don't ever need to see you again. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not on here making fun of people's picks. Yeah, he's told you Bryson's a bad play, man. He's got to be right. Yeah, it wasn't even a question. Yeah. These are for questions. It it's not your statement. fucking opinion that no one cares about. No, I never have to see that person again. Perfect. Feels good, right? It does. I feel yeah. like I'm really releasing a lot of good energy here. That's my favorite part of the show. Any love for Jason Day? No, I think no. we were through that. Any thoughts or opinions on playing tournament matchups? Spieth over Decky, Woodland over Bradley, Bobby Mack over Poulter. I don't feel like there's... They take so much rake on those head-to-heads, regardless of where you play. It's probably not worth it. 
I think we've had better luck on like the prize picks and stuff like yeah, that. Well, you, had pri- a- you had prize picks, right? Yeah, I had a couple. Well, let's hear them. Let's hear these prize picks. Yeah, first one was going to be Spieth uh, under 69 and a half. I'm just pulling it up here, but I do have the numbers. Yeah, Spieth under 69 and a half. I looked last year, he was 67, 70, 66, 67. Even on rounds where he missed like 10 greens, he was still pulling out those numbers. So I think uh doesn't need a win here to pull that off in round one. So I do like that one. And then Keegan Bradley over four birdies for the round tomorrow. It sucks. They let, they didn't put any three and a halves. It was all fours and overs. But if you look last year on the back nine in round one, he had four birdies alone is playing better golf. I talked about a little bit of that. Actually, those two were the matchups. Spieth and Keegan just played at the match play and Keegan went down. I had a little bit of fire coming out and we can always see a Keegan first round leader. That would take more than four birdies to get there. So I think that's another interesting play as well. All right, code MMN at prizepicks.com. We'll get you a deposit match of up to $100. Maybe I'll put some in the newsletter. I haven't really scanned the entire board yet. I like to I like to wait on my prize picks a little bit later in the day. I don't know why. Yeah, you put better work in You've found like some nuggets and some things that are like better angles to attack than I do. I just kind of look at some of the stuff and use Fantasy National to go back and be like, well, how the hell? He, missed, he did all this and the number's that. That's where I think if you dig in, there is an edge to it. Like 100 bucks to win 300. You can win 200 bucks every day if you can hit on those. Worth noting that if you get the weekly membership to FantasyNational.com right now and you use FantasyNational.com slash Mayo, you do it on the Wednesday that means you get the weekly it's like eight bucks if you use the promo code you get wednesday to wednesday which means you get valero and masters all in one plus all the weekend stuff for valero in terms of the live stats and the showdown contests and everything so no brainer if you are are not a fantasy national member this is a fantastic week to go try that out you can get acclimated building your lineups the valero and boom you'll still have all of the master stuff ready to rock for next week as we go along favorite play at seventy one hundred dollars and below I think it's Smotherman. It's not for me. No, I uh, I think he's riding a hot putter. I've got a little bit of uh, Alex Smalley. I've got some Pat Perez and some Matthew Neesmith just using right at 7,100. Then Hostler is right below that. Those are some of the guys that I like. Hostler's going to be more owned than people realize. Yeah, he probably will be one of the popular cheap 7K guys. So again, you can avoid that. You, you and I just talked about it, but using, going back to it, the Rory Vegas list, $7,233 is your average remaining. You don't have to just click in Hostler. You can use some of the other guys in that range and get different above. There's yeah, a lot of guys. You, you can go with Spawn, who's going to be relatively popular, then move your way up to Glover if you want yeah, to at that exactly. point too. And then like use that. Smalley. Uh, Matthias Schwab, Dylan Fertelli, they're all yeah. in that range if you want to take a gamble on their talent. Yeah, Schwab looks else. good too, actually. He, he was a, a flop leg candidate from a couple weeks ago and then came back and played well, so I, I kind of like Schwab. Yeah, he played better through. I, he was good at the Honda. He was top 10 at Honda, so. Uh, any love for Higo? Eh. No. Eh, not He's really. good. I just I don't have any love for him here this week. I like Higo, but uh, next week. There's two guys that I didn't want to be talked off of next week. Now, I can't, for the life of me, remember who they are. One of them is Higo, then I'm going to use Higo. Cameron Young. No, I think everyone's going to use Cameron. They probably will. Yeah, when you get down to it. Now, for the life of me, I can't remember who it is. I wrote it down at home, so I'll check my notes at home. Is it a Kevin? Is it a Kevin Kisner or a Kevin Na? No, I would play, I'd much rather play Na than Kisner at the Masters. Yeah, it's just been better at the, like, if there's one course where course history really does matter and leads you to proper conclusions, it's Augusta. Yeah, it was, uh, I believe it was like two years ago, though, when Kisner was like 6,600. Everyone said, this is not a course for me, sucks. And then he came like T18 and was on the Millie Maker winner line, winning lineup. So he can do it. It's just, I'm with you. I agree, Nah would be the better pick. I think it's Bobby Mack. Regardless of how badly Bobby Mack plays this week, I'm playing McIntyre next week. Give me them lefties. Yeah. Give me lefties at Augusta that, that uh, aren't Brian Harmon. And that achieve things at majors like Bobby Mack does. Yes. So we'll take that.
Uh, let's see here. Who else do we got? Any love for Higo? Do we still like Finau this week? More of a bet or a DraftKings play? I'm doing both. Yeah, what? There was a, some conversation around this. I think he's a way better bet. I think, like, no matter what you think, like you said it earlier, you still get some love on DraftKings. I just don't think he's that good. I feel like if he's going to come through, he's going to be in the mix to win the thing. So I, I like him much better as a bet, personally. Yeah, like I mentioned before, the key numbers that I'm looking at with, and I, I did the walkthrough on the show, so you can go check that out or just sub to the newsletter. I'll have the rankings in there. Even over the past 24 rounds, he's still ninth for me. He's eighth in approach. He's 13th in opportunities gained. He's 18th from 125 to 150. Like the putting is horrendous. It's one of the worst in the field. That's really what's been like his chipping and putting have been bad and his chipping used to be fine. And that would bail him out of a lot of different circumstances. But now he's leaving himself with eight footers instead of three footers. And it's just compounding problems upon problems. But See what he does this week, and I might like him for the Masters, but he might, he should fit the mold of what you did with Bryson, doesn't he? Like, isn't his number here similar at the Masters? Like, it's got to be somewhat close, and this is a much better spot for him to come through and get the job done. The guy won a playoff event (laughs) last year. He broke that curse that everyone thought he couldn't win again. So I can see it. I I just think that's why it's a much better betting number. And when you look at the guys around him that I can play, you know, even the ones that were not on the chalk there, like Siwoo, Mav, Keegan Bradley, the guys below, there's just a lot of better DraftKings plays, I think. When does the PME DK contest link go live for the Masters? It's going to be on Friday's show. It'll be the research show, but I'll also have Justin Ray on to talk about the Masters. He's a a guy to talk to. He's got a few stats that he can talk about, I think. He's got a few. Maybe. We'll we'll do like 10 to 15 off the top with Justin. I haven't recorded it yet. We're going to record that later in the week. Then I'll do my walkthrough for the research show, and the Listener's League will be in that show. And then the show that you, Raza, and I will do uh, for Saturday, it'll also be in there as well. Ray had the Baddeley stat too, by the way, just to go back to that real quick. Justin Ray had posted. It was like Hoffman, Connors, and Baddeley for the most strokes gained here over the longest range. And the fact that Baddeley was in the mix, I thought that was kind of interesting. Bombs away, Kevin Tway or Robert Streb? I guess I would go Tway. I'm not going either, but I would go Tway. I would go Tway. My dad loves Kevin Tway. He's kind of got into it now that he started watching us on these Why shows and stuff. Why does he love Kevin Tway? He thinks he's good for some reason. He's like, I saw he goes through like the PGA app for his stats. I'm like, trying to get him on some of these sites. And he's like, no, I just use the app. It's very easy to go through. And he's like, he seems due is his line. I'm like, that's, that's not quite how it works. But yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to ever pull one off here. But I definitely like him much better than Robert Streb. I feel like he actually has been playing better because he, he won that tournament and then missed like 20 cuts in a row. Oh, he texts me when he makes the cut don't worry i'm like he just made the cut dad relax well he was second in houston during the swing season he has not finished better than 46th since most of those are miscuts yeah it's so, not good yeah not great not, not i don't great. know what strebber is but he's just not a guy i'm ever excited about playing anyway so any love for cam champ considering you're looking at the bomber approach with bryson i was thinking about just doing the raza and just building kind of corollary skill stacks mm-hmm. and that way i can have bryson vegas list champ uline because yeah. he bombs it as well like just find those guys put them together and see if that works out i'm champ is probably a better bet than DraftKings play because he wins 125 dollar fantasy golf world championship bombs away boom there you go that's the the narrative pat you put that lineup together and ship it because nobody will have anywhere near that in something like one of those qualifiers does playing rory mean you are out on answer i'm not betting answer I don't know what to do with him on DraftKings. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely play both. Like I said, I only really have interest in the three at the top is Rory, Hideki, and Answer. And, uh, you know, Answer is fine. He's, I, I hope 
that he go. I think he's still gonna get ownership. I think it's like the Finau situation where people are like, oh, no one's gonna play answer. He's the sneaky guy, and then he gets something. Yeah. But I don't. I don't care. It's not gonna be enough if he's twelve or fifteen. Makes no difference to me. I'm not like the guy. That, oh, if he was nine, I would play him. But twelve. Count me out. Like, that's not how it works. You're playing him or you're not. He looks pretty good. I read a, a, one of my tidbits that actually I found. I got it from Dave Tyndall. Was he... Home course? Uh, not only we knew... Like, I think people knew the home course, but it's like three or four hours from where he grew up as well. So he just talked at the match play where he roasted Morikawa in saying that he loved the fans. He loved the hot weather. It reminded him of Mexico and City and all the people that were there were supporting him based on that. So I just... I feel like it could be a good spot. Even though he hasn't done well here in the past, he still made the cut all four times and he's got more upside now than then, I think. 10-second rant on why Mav McNeely could be top five or win at this course. I mean, I think that the odds and pricing would indicate that he should. Like, that's where he's being priced at. Yeah. One of the best at the match play that unfortunately just didn't get through because he ran into a tough tiebreaker. Like I said, I believe the stat is the highest ranked OWGR guy that just can't get in to the Masters based on that. So there's certainly motivation there. And then don't forget, he was happy to just leave the Corrales to go play based on Sam Burns' agent basically letting him know that he's going to WD and say, forget it. He doesn't want the free pass, quote unquote, to be the favorite at a tournament like Corrales to get a W. He'd rather come and put his, you know, his stuff on display against the best in the world at a WGC. You do worry that he rides a hot putter from time to time, although he's vastly yeah. improved off the tee. He's long off the tee, too. Not to the extent of, like, Bryson, but he's, he's better like, than average. He's 11 for 12 made cuts. The guy definitely has upside to win a golf tournament. But he's here, also so. 9500 bucks. It's, not, sure. like, it's not like he's 7200 bucks. Oh, no, definitely. But, I mean, when we're talking about guys like Chris Kirk at 9400 you can, you can kind of lump it together, I think. Feelings on old Henrik Stenson? I, I seriously, I say this every week, but it's a big T line. I just didn't even know he was in the field. <laughs> he wasn't one of the ones that even like made the, these guys need a win and you usually see them here. Like, at least I didn't see them. So it's like, I think of like the Coochers, the Polters, the Fowlers, those guys, Jason Day. I didn't think about Stenson at all. Either of you guys have Tyler Duncan. I sounded like yeah. you did. Yeah, 6,500. Uh, played him last week, I want to say, at the Corrales. Or maybe it was the week before at the Valspar. I think it was at the Valspar when he was 6,200. I had a big week. Didn't you play him too, Paul? You've played Tyler Duncan recently. Was it Valspar? He's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Great first name, first of all. And second of all, he scores DraftKings points. Again, he's the guy that you're taking a flyer on. Well, if that's the case, through. should we just play Sam Ryder every week and just wait for his five <laughs> Eagles to show up? Uh, I don't know. This one's not as gettable, they say, Pat. But in most weeks, yes. Yeah, but he's not. it's not like he's driving <laughs> greens in one or no, getting no. there in two and making putts. He's like he's jarring jar- jar- it from 140 away. That's his thing. Yeah, hole in ones, too. Chipping in. Yeah. yeah. Sprinkles on Joseph Bramlett, 200 to 1, Corn Ferry Championship winner. Doesn't sound like a question. It just sounds like you're telling me what you're doing, which I don't give a fuck about. So <laughs> oh, that's pretty dicey. What you... Was there a question mark? No. Then it's simple. No, ban for life? Yep. Easy game. Thank you. Is there any prop bets of how many Fs and bans Pat is going to say today? No, I mean, we have to wait till the end of the show. Total fade on Hoffman and Palmer. Am I a moron? I think most people are fading Palmer and Hoffman, yeah. aren't they? I think you're with the majority, including me, so you're good. In what order? Oh, here we go. Would you rank, since you don't see it in front of you, would you go Kazire or Knox? Kazire. Kazire or Grace? Kazire. Kazire or Sig? Kazire. Kazire or Badly? <laughs> That's a joke. Kazire. So Kazire is the answer uh, to yeah. that one. It seems based on salary and odds, we're going to see a lot of stars and scrubs. Will going a more balanced lineup be considered a contrarian approach? Yes, but not in like as you pointed out, not with starting with Connors. You know exactly. It's, it looks like it will be, but if you think you're going to be crazy doing Connors, Woodland, and Kirk, or one of those two, or whatever you're going to do there, that's not the way to do it. It's get a little bit different. Like I, I would do this. This is what I think would be contrarian if you do want to stick to this nine K range. I think a Connors 
three 8K guys and something, or a Kirk and three 8K. Take your stand on one of those 9K dudes and then drop down and still fill up on these 8K guys, and you'll end up on more of the higher-end 7K guys when most are on the steals and down below. That's how I think it would be if you want to go that way. Or instead of doing the Connors, Woodland, Kirk, or at least two of those three, go Connors, Siwoo. Yeah, or that, exactly. yeah, just different. use the different guys in the 9K range is the other way to do it for yeah, sure. Yeah, you don't need to completely fade all three of those right. guys, but playing them all together is also... Or two of those three that we said, Connors, Kirk, Woodland, is not the way to do it. It's yeah. not the way to get ahead this week. And I think that's a really good point that you bring up, that it's not only that other people are going to own that combination of players, because your line's unlikely to be duped. Right. But you'll end up with like a four of six or a five of six with other people, yeah. because using those players all get you to the same guys down the board that's exactly it that's where people confuse like i'm not going to dupe anyone though i'm going to be i'm going to have this different 6k guy okay that's fine now you're playing a 1v1 with a 6k guy but you're playing a 1v1 that he misses the cut and the other guy makes through or your guy's 30 points back from the guy that actually competed or contended on sunday it just you were you you were dead to start because the way you set it up do you ever consider someone who is playing with a for a bump like they're they're talking to their dealer playing with a little bump (laughs) <laughs> bringing their keys in their pocket might yeah. throw them off a little bit. Jason Day <laughs> playing with Rory this week. Um, no, I don't. The yeah. only thing that I would ever, and I, Fantasy National is going to have this really soon, because I know Mike is working on parsing all this data, is long-term group stats. Like, you can go, we, very soon you'll be able to look up how players play with other players. Wow. I think I, I think that Tiger is the only one that ever had an effect on people that way. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like Cantlay plays so slow. Bryson plays so slow. I would like to get the metrics of playing behind certain players. Like if you're in the group behind JB Holmes, are you just like... <laughs> that could be one, yeah. I just think the sa- the sample sizes are going to be so limited and so random that anything can, can happen, right? We've seen different things go the other way. Uh, any love for Dr. Kevorkian down at $6,000? <laughs> He's like a creative player who qualified. Uh, Dr. Death. No, I'm going to pass on him, I think. What is the guy's real name? I think it's Kovarkian. No, I've never even heard of this guy. He, he, uh, Monday, it, he Monday qualified. Oh, then definitely not. I thought he was going to be talking about Ludwig Aber- Aberg, who's no, he, like a... He's like legit, though, isn't he? he? Yeah, he's like a Sweden number one amateur or something, like the, the top Euro amateur. I'd have more love for him than whoever the Dr. Kovarkian guy is that you just mentioned. Here we go. Here's the perfect one right now. A 2v2. You have answer plus Mav... Or Rory plus Vegas or List. It's Rory plus Vegas or List. Yeah. That's, get get I, your upside. I want the Rory upside, the winning upside. I think we didn't talk a lot about it, but just to you know, clarify. We're playing right Rory. Quick, we're playing Rory because <laughs> I, for me, skipping the match play, coming here, like he's definitely been getting ready for the Masters. He's trying to win the career grand slam. He only gets one shot out of a year. He has to be at least ready to go and be working and fine tuning everything. So now to go up against this field, like he could just win this thing by five. If he missed the cut, so be it. Maybe we'll get him at lower ownership next week. But I, I, I like Rory still here. And at 11-2, I think it's more than fair. Doing my first week of 150 lineups, right now I have around 26 players in my lineups. Is that too few or too many? I mean, fewer the better. That sounds like not a lot. That's really lo- that's low for 150 lineups, but it's a, a risk-reward, right? If your 26 guys all make the cut, you're going to have some yeah. great shot at some big money. This Even week. if 22 of your 26 right. guys make the cut, you're going to win yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, and, and make sure you have them spaced out enough so you can make some good lineups with them. But, yeah, I, I like that approach. What kind of ownership is Party Marty going to have? I'm going to say between, like, 8 and 12. He's not popular but he's also not unpopular at the same time i I like the eight number he started with and forget the hyphen like i think he's just somewhere in that range 
Steel will suck away his own. Other, other guy. I, I still think Doug Gim. Like you, I know you don't believe it as much, but I just think that don't forget the Doug Gim association game with the new world number one, Scotty Scheffler. The, you know, I mean, people, as people look at fan, these narratives. As, as a big of a fan of the Gim Reaper as I am, I didn't even make that. I don't know how many people know that. Well, and he played well, but he just played great at the players too. So because he's awesome, right? Well, that's what he does. He is awesome. I think he is good. I just if you don't think he's going to be his own, I actually have more more love for him than some of the other guys there. So. You buying into the narrative of Jason Day to play well so we can make the Masters and Ricky Fowler to make the Masters? No. Is that even a narrative this week? Yeah. Oh, wait. We've talked. <laughs> How about maybe they could have tried winning at any other tournament ever? Yeah, it is true. That's where it gets overblown, right? They had all these opportunities and they didn't come through. But now the final week, they're going to come through and get the job done. You know, after they sucked all season. What are your thoughts on using my guy, Bryce Garnett, at a very low price? Made quite a few cuts in a row. Good win player. I mean, I like playing Bryce Garnett at alternate events. He's not a good player is the problem. He'll show up every now and then. But. What is his event? Like the RBC Heritage? I think I like him there. That's yeah. coming up. We'll, we'll wait for that, I think. I think like you want to play him at Corrales and Puerto Rico and those places. I, I like like the, the tree line for him. Like, let's go like just get it in the fairway, avoid the stuff, and get it up there. I think he's more interesting for that. If Rory is above 20% ownership, is that an auto fade or chalk worth eating? I think it's you, you eat it. I, I, think a lo- I think there's people locking him this week. Yeah. That I know that are very good players that are just putting them in and locking them in. So yeah, hundred uh, percent. Does they don't care and like that's where, again people get so confused. Always twenty five percent. What easy fade? Like seventy five percent of the tournament isn't playing him, and if he wins by ten, they're also dead. So <laughs> and you win. So that's why I know some people are locking him this week. Hideki to miss the cut? I don't think so. What is that price? I think that's worth looking into in case like he is legitimately using these two rounds to get right for the Masters next week. It could be. Like I, I need to see how I play in terms of Hideki to miss the cut is plus 275. Yeah. I would like it. Um, I mean, he could just not putt and miss the cut too. <laughs> I, I would like it the best of the five up top. If you're asking more, me more than Bryson. Still, yes. I, I honestly think, like I said, Bryson scares me more than that. Like I think, I think Hideki could, if you're doing on paper, Pat, like it's Rory should be good to go. We're, these are on paper theories. Rory should be good to go. He's getting ready to win the career, try and win the career grand slam. Spieth, said it in his quotes. He's getting ready, and he literally is the defending champion here. He can play well and go out there and do it. Answer, has made four for four cuts. It's between Hideki and Bryson there for that bet, and I think it's more likely on paper that Hideki is testing the injury before going back to a place where he won a green jacket not too long ago as well. We basically didn't mention Spieth this entire show. Is Spieth going to be like 5% owned? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think he just naturally still gets... He's still going to garner something. I would think double digits here. He's the defending champion. I might I might use Spieth in one and done. Probably a good way to do it. What, what's his? Did you look at his ownership? I, people haven't been using him. And I think that there's a distinct difference between Spieth this week and Spieth this week last year yeah. when he was crushing every single week and just couldn't get over the hump. Yeah. He's just not playing well right People now. like to save him for the for Augusta because even in his worst days and when he was having those down rounds and, and rough outings, he was still showing up at Augusta because that's just what he does. Spieth, 86% availability in the giant one and done. And you got to think, like I said, a lot of people are going to save him for next week and play a wait and see approach here. So that's another guy. If you think that, I think he's uh, he's pretty interesting. I just like the hedge with Bryson. Higher ownership, Bryson or Spieth? Spieth. I think it's going to be close. Yeah. I think it's going to be like 10% each. You think? Yeah. I, I would say there's at least a you know 4% delta there, if not more. I know we're cutting hairs. I'm just saying I think it's going to be different. What's the yardage criteria for around the green versus approach? Last week had a lot of shots from 25 to 75 yards. This would be an approach or around the green shot, trying to apply that to future models. I believe it's 30 yards and in is around is considered around the green. Yeah. 
and here you're looking for you know a lot further out like 50 to 125 because even on those par fives people are having to lay up and then find their best shot in so around the greens much less what do you think about richard bland this week 125 to one needs to win to get into the masters oh my goodness and he's probably the highest ranked guy who's not in the masters i, th- I think it's him and mav were the two that it came down between and the difference was is that bland thought he was getting in well ben coley made the case yesterday that in his matchup he thought he had done enough and then it turned out not to be enough so it is kind of like the the polter situation back in 2018 at the houston open where he got told he was in and then told there was a miscalculation and he wasn't in had to go and win the houston open that week i just don't think we're gonna see that again Mr. Shaughnessy. Isn't there like 100 people in this field that need to win to get into the Masters? I believe the number is 123 players in this field need to win to get into the Masters. Correct. (laughs) Masters motivation. Does Tambo love Aussies? Uh, not really. I don't think I don't know many Aussies to be honest, and only as far as golfers go. I I literally can't stand Cam Smith. So if that answers (laughs) it for you, like he's my most hated golfer. What about Ian Poulter? Very unlucky to lose to Scheffler in the group stage, then lost to an informed Matt Fitzpatrick, then went and beat Tommy Fleetwood, who beat Scheffler the day before. I mean, that wouldn't be the argument that I would use for (laughs) Ian Poulter. I'd be like, maybe Ian Poulter will gain 15 strokes putting. That would be my case for Ian Poulter. Yeah, that's a great one, though. He did this, who did this to him, who did that to him. Therefore, this. But I I don't don't know. I thought he was the most intriguing of, like, the Kuchar, Poulter, Ricky range. As much as I've you know made jokes about Ricky, I do think Poulter is actually a good enough golfer to come through, make this cut, and find his way up to a top 20 here. So I think he's actually good for large field tournaments. Uh, let's see. Is there going to be an influx of big DFS players joining you and I out here on the east coast of Canada if Ontario bans DraftKings? And it does seem like all daily fantasy is going to be done April 4th. Uh, in Ontario, which yeah. is ridiculous. I, I read into it and of why that's the case because they've now lumped in daily fan with it because Ontario just ha- like they're legalizing single game sports betting. Right. All of the betting operators are going into it and the taxes that they're using are very similar to what New York State has done. And they've now made daily fantasy fall under the same umbrella where it didn't before. And it's just not going to be profitable enough. Like if you have to pay the government 25% and you're only running a rake of, 13% where you make making money anymore. Yeah, no. So that, I think it will get changed. It's just not going to be immediate. Like it, by June, it will probably be back. Yeah, it just feels like one of those things where it's like, if you can only have this. I remember when I was out West, it was like a casino could, couldn't couldn't have a poker room if they had horse racing. Yeah. One of the other, it's like it cancels the other one out. Like what? But it's like you said, there's laws and gaming laws and things like that. You mentioned it too with the, uh, uh, you texted me that day about the, the uh, withdrawal thing on DraftKings with the Hideki situation and everyone looking for alternate golfers to do, like you said, with the single game. Yeah. I, I, it, individual it's a, sport. It's a single thing that I hate the most about it because people have all these solutions like yeah the solutions that you're presenting logically make sense they do not work within the context of gaming laws the law exactly that's what the difference is and for those that like don't know quickly but it was like the individual sport like this is not the same as a team sport where we had with baseball where they could reset the slate from there and let you just plug these guys back in they cannot do that because the individual event much like mma paul has already started nascar nascar all these ones they all because they're not team sports yeah and technically if single game betting wasn't available that the fantasy laws were drafted in a way that this is your team and now your team cannot be altered. Yeah. It'd be like if you used a defense 
and someone got hurt on the defense in the NFL. You wouldn't be able to swap your defense. Yeah, it's like poker when people lose. It's a bad beat. They only remember when they got bad. Oh, I always lose when I have aces. You forget like the other 10 times you won with them. It happens. It doesn't happen that often where a guy has, where we have the late withdrawal. It sucks. It's not ideal. But like you said, there's a reason why they can't change that. The laws matter, same as it does back to the original question in Ontario. Yeah. Neesmith or Bland? I'd go Neesmith. Neesmith for sure. Uh, any love for Day this week? Man, people want to play Day. So he's getting, I mean, it feels like, I don't know. We said no one's going to play him, but I guess. I was going to say oh, over under two and a half percent. I would take the under. Yeah, it's, just, it's not going to be that, I guess. People love this. How big will the PME Masters contest be? I believe it's $85,000 of guaranteed money, rake free. All right. But people would be like, well, I don't know if I'm going to play in it. I'd well, rather- I, was, I wanted it to be 100, Pat. Like, I don't know how oh, I can- But people didn't, we didn't fill it last week for the first time ever. Yeah, the match, match play was tough. Fill. Same for us. It, it's, I don't know why. I think people are afraid of the game theory factor, whatever it might be. But like I said, there's almost a little lull right now where people want to wait for the majors and get in on it, the masters. So we'll fill it up for this one. I hope so. Well, I mean, uh, as we've been going on right now, I think there's now 200 spots or 150 spots left in this week's for Valero. So let's fill that first yes. before we move on to the masters. But. I made note of it for next week. I don't necessarily think it's that people aren't interested in match play. I think that people are conditioned to do their golf research, whether it be for DraftKings, whether for betting. And when tournaments don't start on Thursday, it fucks them up. Yeah, Wednesday start. Obviously, (laughs) that hurts. So uh, I definitely know that hurt from views and things like that. You're checking all the content out there. But for the play itself, it's like you said, people just didn't get in. Kirk, answer Finau. I'll make the cut. Who blows that up? Finau? Finau is probably your most likely candidate there. Or Kirk, because everyone's on him. Kirk, probably. Who has say. alternated between, like, nice finish and miscut at this course. And he had a nice finish last year. Yeah. I get, like, that's the thing. The more I just look at Kirk. I, I love Kirk this week. It's hard to find a bad thing about him. But, like, at the same time, what what is, why is everybody on him? Like, there's, there is definitely guys around him that could play better than him here. Keegan Bradley, top 10? Question mark? Yeah. Top nah. 20? I don't, I don't like when Keegan, like, I like a 5% Keegan. Even like a 12% Keegan is just like, that's too much Keegan. I like a lot cheaper Keegan yeah. also, but I know the field dictates it. But at 9,200, I thought maybe we'll take a few shots. Oh, any thoughts on Ludwig? You did have some Ludwig <laughs> thoughts. B- beef oven over here. I'm not using them, but. Yeah, not many more thoughts besides what I said. I think it's just a, if you want to take that risk, but when you have like Uline and other guys down there. Yeah, like like real, said, real guys, not Euro creative players. It's what we always say. If you hit it, like you're going to find him and he makes the cut and comes 50th and you're like, oh, I found the diamond in the rough, but you didn't though. You're, you didn't get anywhere with it. To Rasmus or not to Rasmus? Yeah, I'll play Bobby Mack. I thought about it and Rasmus played really good last week. He's obviously a winner out there on the European tour a couple times. But if you just look at Bobby Mack being right there, the gala right below, like it's really tough for me to get to him even at 7,900. Which prop bets on prize picks will be added edge to target in all four rounds? I I, I mean, if I knew, I would tell you, but I I don't. I I don't know. I mean, if you think it's going to be easier scoring, like it has been the last three years, like I said, just pound the birdies because there is birdies out there to be had. Yeah. Uh, I was looking for individual. Maybe they brought. I, they didn't have it this morning. It was the only thing that I went and looked at. Was I just cashed out a bunch of money from Prize Picks too? Okay. Thank God, because it's it's really fun. I'm doing well on DK. Horrible in betting, but that 16th hole at API made like it's got got made like four grand. <laughs> got to be good to cash out some money that you actually won off their site too. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's not just good. not just pumping it back in, yeah. but yeah, I, they've scaled back the single hole <laughs> since that day yeah because i was looking to play the overs on the par fives of four and a half at mm-hmm. this course because the birdie rates aren't that high yeah that's right but it's, it hasn't been that gettable shockingly on those, on those holes i think they know that 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I think that was a, a nice promo that they had, even though it wasn't really a promo. It was like, let's make sure that people can have some options here. And they're like, oh shit, this is crushing us. So <laughs> might have to scale it back a little bit. And it's funny because the next day, had you have done the same thing, because they took it off the board. They're like, we just got killed on this stat. Lost the it. next day, everyone would have lost their money back. Yeah. So that's got the thing lucky. about betting, man. That's got how lucky it usually works. It. That's the, you know, they, they're doing the same thing that we do as, at home as betters. In DK, would you rather have Finau or Riley? I'd rather have Finau. I, yeah, I, I just like the savings, and I'll go down to Riley. But uh, I'm, I'm just not as high on Fino as everybody else is, seemingly. He's a better player. But. I, I just I just like the price. But it's not, nothing against Riley, but there's other guys in that eight, those eights. Like, I'd just rather use Luke List. Yeah, the, that's the other thing. Vegas and List are right there. There's guys below, too. But I, I that's kind of what I look at it differently. I look at, like, Riley goes more overlooked because of that. Up above, I already want to play those other guys in the 9K range if I'm going there. Uh, hey, Pat, when's the next Cust Corner? Will Cust be in studio? Yes. There will be a Cust Corner, and Cust will be in the studio. I'm actually working on one right now. I'm sorry, I still have to release like the, the condensed best ofs from football season. But I'm going on vacation at the beginning of May, so you're going to be getting some Cust Corners coming from okay. me then. Yeah, we're not going to be here live to talk about the TPC Bunny Ranch. Yeah, is that what it, I was going to ask you which one it is. I was thinking, I didn't book anything yet, but two weeks from now is like the Zurich. Yeah, I, I, want, I wanted to go, yeah. but uh, the airport that we're going with, because I'm going to Europe, Okay. They're not doing direct flights out of here until May 1st. So I was like, I guess I should just wait till May 1st. Because I don't want to... Because if if you live where we live, you have to fly to Toronto, which is the wrong way to Europe, Correct. only to fly to Europe. So I'd rather just save myself. Which is like, the dumbest thing ever, not to go on a tangent, but it's called an international airport here. I went to Big T's house in Kentucky. I had to go here, Toronto, New York. But if you had waited until May 1st, Kentucky. you wouldn't have been able to, like you wouldn't have been able to get a direct flight to Kentucky, but no. you, you could have went New York to Kentucky. That's what I would I was like, how the hell is that what it was? Yeah. I, that's why I couldn't get the Yeah, direct. COVID regulations at the airport, they stopped all international that's travel. That's what I had to be. I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. I'm flying yeah. like this <laughs> to get there. I was like, I know there'd be a stop, but not two. Come on. Bryson or Siwoo? I never thought I would say this, but Siwoo is probably a safer play this week. Yeah. But I, I'm starting lineups with Bryson and Siwoo because I'm going YOLO this week. You're getting your Q seat this week. See you, see you at the Fantasy Golf World Championship this week. Love the content every week, Pat. Thank you, Jay Smooth. Who has more upside, Vegas or Streelman? I think Vegas has more upside because yeah. Streelman might have a better finish. Like, let's say Vegas comes T22 and Streelman comes T13. Vegas probably still outscores them. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where you just talk about like a pivot there and you could just play both. And what you'll be debating, what you'll be like battling with is on Sunday when whoever has the low round on Sunday scores the best DraftKings points because they're both up there. Uh, with so many tasty high dollar options this week, what's the most money you would consider leaving on the table from your 50K? I have on Fantasy National slash Mayo for 20% off, by the way. Get that weekly Valero and Masters all in one, a two for one. Might as well do it. I have it set to 49,200 as my low end. Um, and yeah. not to say that all lineups have that, but just to get a greater pool of potentially different lineups. So I'll leave eight every week. I leave like, I have lineups that have 800 left on the table. If I see that there's like too much left over, I'll go like manually adjust it. But yeah. this I'm, week's one of the weeks I do it a little different. I'm usually the same pretty much, but this week I talked a little bit on another show I did, but just around because the top, if you wanted to fade it, what ends up happening is when people leave money, they still end up with going down at the bottom because they've they got to use up something and just leave a thousand. I'm happy to just start at like Connor's 
but still leave a thousand because most people would use it to, to go up. And so I'll leave up to 2000 on the table this week. Oh, wow. Pat, last year you did a DJ double. If Rory wins this week and runs off confidence, I know Tambo said the pressure might be higher, but I disagree with the Tiger publicity. Rory double 140 to one. Join me, Pat. It's like he watched the show, listened to me say my <laughs> bet, and then told me my bet back to me. But wanted to tell you he grabbed six more points yes. than your 134. That would be it. What's that mean? Is that a question? I don't know if that's a question. He put a question mark at the end. So uh, that's, he, he, that's a saving. This is the new sneaky thing people are doing. So we're going to have to cancel that. It's your show. We should cancel that going forward because you're just trying to be sneaky. Uh, what's the max number of players at Augusta? Is it still top 50 in ties in the 10 shot roll? I believe, yes, it is. Uh, top 50 in ties and any player within 10. Did they did they take away the they took they, they took it away the year that it, it was played in November. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's because what it was of the, now. Because it was getting really like dark early. Yeah. And what is it right now? It's like 91 guys in it. And we'll see what happens with. You know what? This is Valero week. Exactly. Once we move on to the Masters, see, I will go- lazy. They're I know. I like, yeah, I'll, I I'll have the Masters info perfectly, and I'll be good. <laughs> we'll be good. But uh, we're not there as of yet. I, I've even tried to stay away from the pricing for the most. I mean, of course, I've looked at it. Yeah. Uh, and I know exactly who people are playing. Yes. But. We do know that. And the great part is they priced up Scotty Scheffler for next week's show. We'll do that later. I already talked. I was texting with Raza about it. I was like, Scheffler, he's like, Scheffler is the most expensive guy. I was like, yeah, and no one's going to use him, and he's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it's great the way they did it. I thought the pricing was better to and uh, put a cap on that, but I, I do think the pricing is pretty good. Uh, if you had to bet three outrights this week and only three, who would they be? Uh, I've got Kirk, Vegas, and Kazire were the three I was most excited. But you don't. About. But those numbers don't exist anymore. Is the thing like if you had to bet yeah. them right now, like you're not betting Kirk at twenty five to one. Definitely not. No. Uh, damn, I, these are the worst questions for me. Like I, I don't know who like. Bryson, because I'm, I fear him a little bit. Mm-hmm. If I was just starting from scratch right now, I think that number's too big. Like you said, I would look at it from that point. I would do the same thing with Finau. We talked about he fits that exact same mold of next week is going to be a you know similar number, and now you can get him for that. And then just coming around on guys, like I said, I think like uh, down at the bottom there, if you go to list. Like someone... List is the answer. 60 to one list still. Is he still 60? Yeah. yeah. Then I would go here. I was going to say Lanto is a bit interesting too. I've come around a little bit more on him. Don't think, you know, as much for a win as DraftKings, but I like that list number at 60. He did get his win in Texas. He won Houston. Yeah, I, I think Lanto is better. I, I loved what you said earlier when you're like, finally people are not playing him, and it just makes you think about it that much more, even for both sides of it. He can definitely have upside. Should DraftKings consider buying Oak Island as a sanctuary for Ontario DFS refugees or have a – or have – I don't know what this means. The lasagna brother. I don't watch that Oak Island show. No, I mean, I've never watched it. I went to a wedding there. Yeah. It's supposed to be really nice. My parents have been a couple times, Mm -hmm. but I I don't think they're going to be doing that anytime soon. Uh, Any chance it's Russell Knox week. I hope it's not. Yeah. I hope so too. I've got way too many guys above and below him to care. So Uh, what are your thoughts on Guido this week? Top 40 pays four to one off. Yeah. I'm not on Guido. He's been so bad. Pat last year. You liked Ryan Palmer a lot. I don't even remember what I did last year. He was like 30 to one and I'm seeing him as high as 120 to one this year. I think he's a nice like rebound guy. Same price as Pat and Kazire. That's what I said on Monday and I haven't quite got there enough. Like I said, I don't love the play, but I could see why you would go there in a few lineups or in a single entry or something just to get different. If you had to fade, would you rather fade the eight K's or nine K's? I'd fade the chalky nine K guys. Definitely the nine case. Yeah. Because like I said, that's where all the ownership's going. And even when people think they're getting crazy with it, they're not. And that's what is, that's the FOMO that people have. Like if I don't play one of those nine K guys, I can't win. Well, if they don't win and just, you know, sort of do their thing, a couple to miss the cut, you could be in a way better spot by building differently. Hit the like button. He says, I would say smash the like button, but you can do whatever you want. Sub to the channel as well. Who are the two? Where are you two at with TPC league guy continues to make cuts, but his stats are kind of the perfect contradiction. 
I'm out. I'm not playing him this week. I've got him in the pool, but not nearly as high as the guys around him. Like I said, like McCarthy, Gim, Lanto, even Party Marty's there. And then I'd play some of the older guys in Fowler and Poulter. So not as high on the list for me. I usually only play about 10 lineups. What's a good player pool for 10 lineups? Small. 12? Yeah, very small. 10, I, I would like 10, lo- I'd like lock three guys probably. Or if you're not comfortable with that, do like 80% on three or four guys and just let a few fillers click in beyond. Any love for Mr. Matt Wallace this week? Did show a little life at Valspar. He was third here last year. He was playing so well, Tita Green, last year coming into this event. That's why people were on him. He's been awful this year. Yeah, very bad. Can't do that. Uh, any love for the glove? Yeah, that's why I bet him. Okay, moving on. A T2 <laughs> for Lahiri at the players and priced around 100 to 1 for this tourney. Any reason for the big price? Bad course record or setup? Good course record. Pretty good setup for him. He's not good. Yeah, that like, was like he's, completely he's, random. He's all right. And we've seen this out of him in the past. It's not at the players, but like he made a run at Memorial one year. He made a run at this tournament. Like he has top 10 finishes because if he putts, he's actually pretty good. Most times, he does not putt. Yeah, I actually usually like him better in Florida too. It's just been a, a thing you've seen in the past where he gets hot out there. He finds it on the greens and sure enough, players in Florida. Um, do you guys like Woodland this week? Been playing pretty well. Yes, I do. Yeah, he's good up there. Like I said, I like the other guy. I like Siwoo, Mav, Keegan, some of the other guys in that range. But I understand why people are on Woodland. Who would be your pick to blow up the most lineups this week, either by being chalky or not performing or being under-owned but coming through? I mean, it feels like Kirk is the guy. It's Connors or Kirk or both, in my opinion. Or Woodland, let's be fair. Or Woodland is possible. But I think it's definitely Connors or Kirk. Uh, Do you have any outrights for the Masters yet? I bet Scott at 66-1. to I don't have any, and I missed the uh, Scheffler 40 that people got, so I'm pissed off about that. Between Matt Kuchar and Lucas Glover. I like the glove. Do you like Kuch? No, I like Glover more. Oh. Any love for Nate Lashley? Feel like he's been playing decent recently. Let me dispel people of that notion. I think he did, like, all right last week at Corrales. Let's go take a look at what old nasty Nate. What is he, 71? Lashley. He's 6,900 bucks. He has been, let's see, I guess he, he played well at the alt events. He was 15th at Corrales. He was 7th in Puerto Rico. He was 27th at Valspar. But before that, miscut, miscut, 28th, miscut, miscut, 51st, miscut, miscut. So, yes, he is playing better. You are correct. But, like, he's playing in legit scrub field. He's playing on. He's playing basically Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah, events. Svensson is right there, and the Corn Ferry Tour guy that's there that I like, there, or, like, the alt guy that's there with him is uh, David Lipsky. I'd rather play him coming off a hot week than... Nate Lashley. Thoughts on Higo and Redmond. Higo next week, no Redmond. Yep, pretty much same. All right, that'll do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. If you haven't listened or watched Fantasy Golf Degenerates yet, people should do that? I think so. Yeah, it's good. We've got our own Lister League. We've got a lot of good shows. We happen to be right here on the Mayo Media Network, so definitely tune into that with Kenny and myself. Yeah, that comes out on Monday evenings. Run Pure Sports is going to be doing, I think they're doing at least, the showdown shows Thursday night and Friday night for the Valspar, same as the Masters. I'm considering doing a recap show each night of the Masters. I feel like I say that every year, and I'm like, I'm really burnt out from watching like 15 hours of golf. (laughs) Yeah. It, it ends up being a lot. I'd be in for sure. Like, it's just like you said, because I'm doing it anyway. But, you know, that's that's the thing. There's going to be showdown shows, which are free, that they can get Thursday and Friday evening. We'll still be doing those. But I, I'm definitely in for anything and, and all shows recap of the Masters for sure. Uh, no mention of Matt Jones. His ownership has totally fallen off since the hot start. I think he's going to be like, a, he's showing up in optimizers a ton. He is. Another Aussie. People ask, do I like Aussies? <laughs> you know, he could... Uh, he can definitely show up with those hands around the green and stuff like that at 7,000, but I don't think he's going to be super popular. He's just going to get some from the optimizers. 
Questions about first round leader bets? Uh, I mentioned them off the top of the show when I say all the bets. Uh, they'll also be in the newsletter later on this evening. So hit the description, go sub to that right now, then boom, it'll be in your inbox sometime tonight, along with the projected ownership. If you sub to that and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts for the Pat Mayo experience, preferably a good one, you'd be shocked how many one-star reviews don't win the random draws, <laughs> shockingly enough. Uh, but uh, a free entry worth 100 bucks to the brand new one and done at Fantasy Golf Championships for major season. Masters through the Open Championship, brand new one and done. If you're out of the first one already because you're not good, here's a chance to get it back and you could have a free entry for yourself. Thank you all for watching. Smash the like on the way out. And I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.